Welcome to track number three of Loyalty in the Mega Church. Let's go on. The next ministry is the comforting ministry. Psalm 23, we read it. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. People need comfort. Comfort. Olivia, do you need comfort? Kojo, do you need comfort? Very much so. Essie, do you need comfort? Julian, do you need comfort? You need comfort. From, from whom? Anybody? Anybody around you? Wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. We all need comfort. Amen. And somebody has to provide comfort for people. And I want to say, shepherds, if you don't really love the people, they will not also respond to what you are saying. So you must show genuine love and you must genuinely comfort them so that they will be genuinely happy. Amen. We need one-on-one discussions. You and your sheep, sit down together and talk with them listen to them some of you if somebody something has died do you see you must ask the person how it happened you don't just say oh he's dead eh? oh sorry okay so don't worry it will be alright eh? God bless you the Lord keep you and the Lord favor your cause and may he divinely preserve you and comfort you in this time of grief amen so see you later. No, we don't do it like that. Ask the person how it happened. The person will say, Oh, he was just coming from here. Then he came to the room. Then he was he was said he was feeling had a headache. So we took him to the place. Then he said that his this was paining. So we took him to the hospital. And when we we're going to the hospital, suddenly this happened. Then when we got there, this we were waiting outside and they came to tell us he worked there. Then what then what did you ask the person? So then what did you do? Then they asked, so did you cry? Oh was terrible then you just and let the person tell you all his problems and how he feels the comforting ministry starts with listening to people's problems you have to be a good listener to and you have to ask them to tell you so that you listen amen amen you have to ask them. The comforting ministry, thy rod and thy staff. Just say, this pastor and this shepherd, one of the things he does for me is that he comforts me. Amen? Amen. He comforts me. Number 056, he comforts me. Number 067, he comforts me. You don't know your number. 621, he comforts you. Amen. Amen. I said he comforts you. Jesus is the good shepherd and he had time to listen to the comfort. Amen. The comforting messages. We need comforting messages. We need to have people to hear us talk. When Jesus met the woman of Samaria, he listened to her asking questions. The Bible didn't cause a discussion. Amen. 
So we need to have that comforting ministry. And I'll tell you something. If you have church members, one day I, I was in Kumasi and I was in a certain pastor's office, not a lighthouse church. And he told me he had a funeral. In fact, he had two funerals in the morning and then a wedding in the afternoon and various things he was doing. He told me something. He said, in Kumasi, if you joke with your funerals, you lose all your members. <laughs> and it's true. We have had we have had members who have left the church have been so hurt because when it was time for the shepherds rod and staff to comfort them there was no rod and there was no staff they were waiting on Thursday for the sheep to come so that they would teach them and preach to them again but that wasn't a time for preaching and teaching it was a time for you to lift up the rod to comfort and to encourage them but you were not there that's why we have more pastors and more shepherds and you cannot expect me to be everywhere I wouldn't and I can't and I would I would you know there are some things I realize that when I do them I'm trying to kill myself one day I came to preach in Kumasi and I preached Friday Saturday and then Saturday after preaching I was coming to a crowd on the way when I was coming I was sleeping Especially when we got to a, a Kibi area, I realized that it was too bad. And I have had an accident, not an accident, but I once I was going home. And when I got to a place, I was so tired when I turned the curve, it, it just a U-turn. When I turned, I was awake for the U-turn. As soon as I turned the U-turn, I fell asleep again. Just after the U-turn, I fell, and suddenly the car climbed the side. And as soon as the car climbed, then I woke up and I brought the car back. So it means that the difference between when I was awake and when I was asleep was just after the... I couldn't believe it. Because I was awake enough to turn around. And just after that, I went over. And I realized that this... So I decided that this Saturday, I was coming to preach Saturday and then drive all the way to Accra to be in church by 6 a.m. I won't do it again. There are some things that when you force us to do, we are rather killing ourselves and putting ourselves at high risk. And at the end of the day, we may not be there. Sometimes there are some funerals and weddings and outdoors and other things. The bishop must not be there. Sometimes even the pastor may not have to be there, but maybe the shepherd may, may be there. Of course, if your church is smaller, you are the pastor, you have 17 members. You must be there. You cannot delegate anybody. Don't bring yourself. And when you first the pastor and when you the shepherds and the pastors do not go to the sheep and let them know that the bishop was coming himself but it was not possible or this or that and i've come in on his behalf or i've come on behalf of my pastor maybe you are the assistant pastor and the assistant pastor is going on behalf of the senior pastor or the head pastor there and you don't go and make them know that the head pastor couldn't come because of this and that but he said i should tell you this 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 that and that and he's really with you and he'll see you later and so on when you don't do that and we don't do that, what we are doing is we are forcing people to move into high-risk situations and to kill themselves. And all shepherds must rise up and do that responsibility. They're rot comforting and helping people, especially in time of crisis. They, you must stand by them. When it comes to funeral, you must stand by them at the graveside. I believe that. I believe that if you have a church member who has a funeral, you must, you must stand by the person. You must go to the wakekeeping 
and be there as long as possible the morning you must go for the funeral when they are going to bury the person and your friend is standing your church member is standing at the graveside of his father or his mother or whatever stand by the person for him to see you at the darkest hour that in the darkest hour his rod and his staff they comfort me yea though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death when I was in the valley of the shadow of death your rod and your staff they were there to comfort me that's what the true shepherd is, is for that is what we need in lighthouse that's what we that's the sort of pastoral care that we need they should see you standing by them in their darkest hour in the valley of the shadow of death but that sort of care in that sort of time because it will take one person a whole day to attend your funeral and therefore not everybody can do it but somebody must do it so it, the responsibilities must be shared and you you are a shepherd you have six members you have 30 members you have 40 members 50 members you must be there you must let the person see you standing right there right to the end of it all sometimes different people cry at different times for some people it is when the wakekeeping is about to start for some people for me when my father died one of the most difficult times was when they brought the body from the mortuary to the house. And even my mother went wild and hit.